0: With Wings Productions presents Chapter 18 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, Farfalla fell into the role assigned to her by the villagers and gained a reputation as the Skylark Bell. In today's episode, we read Chapter 18, Pockage, in which Farfalla becomes close with the Carnifex children, Franny and Felix. Today's podcast partner is The Activity Continues, also a member of the BOOPOD Network of True Crime and Paranormal Podcasts. The Activity Continues is a recap show which discusses the travel channels, the Dead Files television show. Hosts Amy and Megan add a heavy dose of humor to the often dark subject matter. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to their podcast. Now it's time to settle in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. September 5th, 1798. I have been here for a year now. It was expected that I partake in the Skylark Festival again. The town chose to crown me the Skylark Bell for a second year in a row. I stood while they clapped and cheered as the crown was placed on my head. Then a hush fell over the crowd as they waited for me to sing. I made them wait this time, just for fun. I got a bit of a thrill out of it, the power to hold them captive. The villagers have taken to calling me Sky. After several weeks, I realized I never told anyone my real name. No one has ever heard the name Farfalla. It's like Farfalla doesn't exist here. In this place. In this time. After the night I sang to Lissy and her apparent healing, words spread around the town of Pockage and the surrounding area faster than a bolt of lightning. I have been called to perform countless times since then. Each time, the person I am being called to perform for seems to feel better after I sing for them. I don't understand it. I'm not a selkie, or a witch, or any other sort of mystical being, but while ever the people of Pockage feel I have some sort of power over them, I will continue to do their bidding. They reward me with endless streams of gifts—flowers, clothing, jewelry. I even have my very own cottage at the back of Carnifex house. Ah oh yes, I hadn't told you that part yet, had I? I finally made my way to Carnifex House. It's a lovely stone house with rolling fields behind it that gradually lead down to the beach. James and Elizabeth would have loved it. We would have been endlessly happy here. I befriended the Carnifex family without telling them of my connection to them, of course. Donald and Isabella Carnifex, James's great-grandparents are lovely people. They have two small children, Felix and Franny. Felix will eventually sire George Archibald, who is, though rather indirectly, somewhat responsible for my being here. But I don't hold that grudge against him. We play hide-and-seek nearly every day and skip rocks into the sea. Franny, on the other hand, prefers to spend her days quietly sketching or sewing. She has drawn pictures of me, always with the ocean in the background, and of course my silver crown of vines and twigs. I spend all my spare time with the children. They help heal my heart. I wonder what Elizabeth does with her days. Sky! Sky! Franny's little voice barely makes it through the thick wooden door of the caretaker's cottage. With the typical impatience of a child her age, she bangs her little fists against the door in rapid succession. Finally, she hears footsteps coming on the other side and quiets down, excitedly shifting from foot to foot. Franny, what in the world is going on? asks Farfalla, opening the door so the girl can come in. Papa came back from the mainland today, and he brought us a surprise, says the girl holding up a paper-wrapped package tied with string. "'I see,' smiles Farfalla. "'The child's excitement is endearing. "'What is it?' she asks. "'Well, Felix thinks it's just rocks, and that Papa's playing tricks on us. "'But I think it might be sweets,' she says, her cheeks turning pink with joy. "'Where is Felix?' asks Farfalla, glancing out the window." He went down to the beach to open his package. He says that way he can throw the rocks straight into the ocean. Franny rolls her eyes in exasperation in a way that makes her look much older than her six years. What are you waiting for? Dig in, laughs Farfalla. Franny doesn't wait for her to ask twice. Before anyone can utter another word, the string has been slipped off and the torn paper is on the floor. I knew it! He's brought us back some tablet, shouts Franny, barely able to contain herself. Farfalla is hit with a memory she'd put to the back of her mind. The night she and James had spent in Glasgow, after their romantic dinner they went for a walk, and he slipped into a gift shop, coming out with his hands behind his back. Pick a hand, he had said. She chose the left. He whipped his arm around and handed her a piece of candy tucked into a small white paper cup. The candy had melted on her tongue and washed her mouth in sweet, sugary, creamy flavor. Scottish tablet, he had said, before she could ask, proud of himself for aptly choosing his gift for her. Shall we have some? comes Franny's little voice from her seat at the table. Yes, yes, of course, stumbles Farfalla shaking her head back to the present. She fishes a knife out of the drawer and cuts two small squares from the brick. The flavor is exactly as she remembers, and she closes her eyes to savor it. A knock on the door startles them both. "'Come in,' calls Farfalla. Nurse Betsy, Felix and Franny's nanny, comes charging through the door. "'Francis Annabel Carnifex, I told you not to bother Miss Skye.' she says in her usual stern tone. I'm so sorry about this. We'll be on our way, she adds, turning toward Farfalla. Come now, Fran. I still need to find your brother. Who knows where he's run off to? I turn my back for one second. She doesn't give Farfalla a chance to interject and ushers the child from the kitchen table. Franny waves a sheepish goodbye to Farfalla as Nurse Betsy herds her out the door. Farfalla folds the paper around what is left of the tablet and tucks it into the pantry. She'll bring it back up to the main house tonight when she goes for dinner. The Carnifex family is quite wealthy, having secured business connections on the mainland. They facilitate the export of various goods from the island. They have a cook, a maid, and of course, Nurse Betsy. When they offered for Farfalla to live in the caretaker's cottage... They insisted she also dine with them every evening. Farfalla is very cognizant of her good fortune. Her status as the Skylark Belle, or as selkie as most villagers seem to believe, has secured her a rather lavish lifestyle. Everywhere she goes, she is greeted with, day, Miss Sky. The villagers have provided her with the most stylish dresses, the coziest wool blankets, pillows made of down rather than feathers or straw, and the softest leather boots. They regularly feed her meals that most only get to enjoy on special occasions. They shower her with flowers, jewelry, and other gifts. All she has to do in return is sing to their loved ones when they are unwell. The one thing no one has provided is friendship. The closest thing Farfalla has to it is her relationship with Franny and Felix, but they are children. Farfalla finds herself denied the adult companionship she craves. The villagers show her respect, admiration, and a semblance of kindness, but below it all there is fear. It's different than the outward fear the people of pocket harbored toward her. This fear is kept below the surface. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 19, The Beach, in which Farfalla has a strange encounter with a boy reminiscent of a scene in Book 2, Wingspan. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you are enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work by subscribing to Patreon or Ko-fi, where you get early access to episodes, as well as digital downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and so much more. You can also find the Skylark Bell exclusive merch on my website, theskylarkbell.com. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri. Writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast.